What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Today, I've got a fantastic episode. As always, you guys know what's up. Today is the Secret Avatar of the Master. Secret Avatar of the Master. This is part four in my reality game series. This is episode number 244, guys. Uh, We are cooking right along now. So my apologies about not being live this morning. We've had a lot going on. My wife is a school teacher, and with her being um, off of school now, and we've had all kinds of uh, rain here and roof things going on, and so I've been meeting with roofers and back and forth and all kinds of stuff. So um, it's just been it's been a wild week already. Just the first week of her being off school. So uh, thank you for your patience with me. But uh, hopefully, uh, as we go into next week, we'll get things kind of leveled out. What's up, Honeybee? How are you doing? Jen, thanks for being here. Clint, thank you for being here. Alexandra, thank you. James Dunn, what's up, brother? I hope you're having a beautiful day. So throughout history, there have been avatars of the divine, and Jesus was considered not only one of these avatars, but the highest level master avatar. And today I'm going to discuss exactly how that fits into our personal understandings um, of the matrix and how to continue to level up within the game of life. So This is, I think, one of the most important episodes within this series. However, um, it's normally what religious and church traditions start with. They start with the person of Jesus. They focus on that. Um, There's not a whole lot of admittance to who he really was. Um, And really, then we end up in a whole situation where we focus so much on um, you know, the, the Easter story that we're not actually living um, like Christ uh, in the world. And that's, that's to me where I start to have a problem. And I'm going to hopefully um, do justice to this today. I actually, if you haven't noticed, I tend to stay away from talking exclusively about Jesus on my channel because A, it's a hot topic. Um, I don't want to confuse anyone. I don't want to scare anyone. I don't want to um, cause anyone any deconstruction that they're not personally ready for. So with that said, warning on this video, if you have a happy uh, go lucky view of Jesus, your best friend Jesus, um, then that's fine. But we're going to look at a very powerful avatar of him today present within Jesus of Nazareth or Yeshua, if you are used to calling him that uh, from the Hebrew. So with that said, um, there are many, many, many theories about Jesus. We've talked about on this channel, uh, what if he never existed? Um, Does that bother anyone? Um, What if he was actually out of Egypt and he was Thoth? What if he was actually Enki in the Anunnaki story? What if, uh, and what if, today we're going to talk about what if Jesus was actually um, the secret highest avatar master of the supreme being. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, Bob Peck says, oh, he existed. All right, brother. Absolutely. I totally believe he did. I think there's plenty of data to suggest that. Uh, however, there's just so many videos out there. And you guys can watch videos and get um, convinced on anything. And so that's really what I want to 
uh, avoid with my channel is I'm not here to convince you of anything, but I do want to open up your mind and try and have you um, get a much bigger imagination of what Jesus, the highest level avatar, um, might have been. And uh, no, of course, we, you know, don't really think that's what he looked like, but I thought that was pretty rad, like maybe the ascended version of Jesus. He's got a bunch of sage on fire in his hand. Um, and so I'm going to go through some character traits um, as we are playing the reality game, the RPG of life. Uh, the Avatar from Galilee, Bob says, dude, that is what up. Um, by the way, you guys go check out Bob. Um, Original Sin is a Lie is a great place to start. That's kind of what I prefaced this whole episode with. If you're deconstructing or you're not like right there yet, Go read Original Sin is a Lie and you'll get there, I fully believe. I can't speak on behalf of Bob, but I do know for me it's helped me put a lot of puzzle pieces together that I had struggled with prior to going through the book. And And his book is laid out in such a beautiful manner where if you're deconstructing, you can literally go and look at the data and begin to understand how things fit together. So... Um, Hilarious, the ascended version of Jesus is an old white man. Well, according to Revelation, he is. According to the book of Revelation, he is. So, um, you know, I didn't write it, but that's that's what the AI spits out with, you know, the description from Revelation. So, uh, you know, go argue with the Bible, not me. So, um, anyway, so as we get into this, uh, these design traits... Um, are if you're in an RPG, say you're playing something like uh, World of Warcraft, say you're playing Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that. And I don't personally play any of those, but that was kind of my concept for this to realize that we're in a game. I talked about Yalda Bayoth already. I talked about um, what did I talk about? I talked about Yalda Bayoth, Demi Urge. We talked about um, what does our character look like in this game. We talked about. Um, spirit animals, and we're going to get deep into spirit animals tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that. But one of the main um, design of this character of the highly ascended master of Jesus is divine ascension. Jesus was said to literally possess the ability to ascend to higher planes of existence, granting him temporary invulnerability and increased power, and as we know, even uh, permanent, you know, as he fully ascended, um, after he left the earth. So Nathan says, Hey Jacob, I like your videos. Uh, I have some serious videos of things that I'm sure you'd understand. Um, I have been, I can't expand comments on Facebook. They need to fix their live because when I click see more, there's nothing. So, um, I don't know what you said. So, um, anyway, sorry. Miraculous healing. So, you know, I got the uh, the sage in his hand today. So I thought that that was pretty cool. I've got some sage burning in the background today. Um, and so, miraculous healing. Jesus was said to heal wounds, cure ailments of himself and his allies, restoring health and removing negative status effects. Hello, I want him on my team, right? And that's literally what I'm going to talk about today. There are two camps when it comes to Jesus. And I think that we should adopt both. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you what those camps are, by the way. So, uh, thanks for the love, Cub. My book, Original Sin is a Lie, is on Amazon and helping people incredibly. Yes, Bob Peck, Original Sin is a Lie on Amazon. 
or OriginalSinIsAlive.com. And uh, again, I, I highly recommend it. It will give you so much more of the data and a lot of what I'm teaching into here, you're gonna have a much more open mind around uh, what we're talking about. So, um, and Bob, whenever you have time, I'd love to have you on the show again and do just kind of a book signing type event, like really just kind of go through the core elements of the book and really introduce it to kind of a brand new audience. We've got a bunch of new people on here now, so um, I'd love to have you back on um, whenever you have time, of course, so. Uh, Molly says, awesome. Molly, thank you, my friend. Um, so then there's divine intervention. And so before I do that, the two camps of Jesus, there is, um, the camp that he is, um, you know, born of a virgin, um, uh, died, buried, resurrected for our sins, right? Like he, he's just kind of this linear, this is what he is, sits at the right hand. He is God incarnate, um, more of the dogmatic point of view there is then the camp that he is like a highly ascended yogi master um there's also kind of the gnostic camp with him where um he's more of a magician like with the essenes um and he understands all of these things and he was literally dropping into palestine during that time uh basically going hey uh you're not really doing things um authentically like you used to here's a reminder of what the truth is and um you know what you've been worshiping is is actually that uh that old devil that you're afraid of it, it's tricked to you and so that's kind of the gnostic view of jesus that's personally my view of him um and so the two camps that i'm really talking about is there's jesus as personal lord and savior and friend and invite him into your life and then there's the uh jesus is someone i want to be like he's somebody that i want to I want to be able to have the healing powers. I want to go out and help people. I want to wake people up. I want to um, watch this world um, turn around in a way where, you know, it's all, uh, you know, we see it all out there and it's like, okay, is the world even changed? But those of us that are out there doing the work, we know, we know, we see our little communities, we see our little tribes. We've got a fantastic tribe here, the Cub Cooker Supernatural Patron Tribe. If you don't know about that, you can click on over to my website, uh, www.cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. It's my name.com. You can click on my profile picture, comments, link in the profile. Um, by the way, if you want to join, today is the last day that I'm running the deal that I am where you can upgrade. Um, tomorrow is gonna start a whole different deal. You'll still get it for a good price, but you're gonna get the best price today. So if you really, really want in, go grab it today. Click on the button. I'm reworking the buttons and everything. They're, they look like torn paper and apparently that's confused some people. So I'm going to redo those and do regular buttons. So right now, click on the torn paper that says join my tribe. Um, it's on the website um, and you can jump in and um, upgrade to the community and course if you would like for just a little bit more a month. Um, still cheaper than your bundles of all of these uh, streaming networks, if you will. So anyway, my apologies today. Uh, it's been a very flustering day um, and I'm just kind of like, I'm done. Like I'm ready to go to the gym. Work out, go take a nice swim in the pool, and just uh, kind of, and then I'm I'm getting out of town on Friday, so I'm excited about that. 
Um, it's been an insane week, so thank you guys for your support. Really, this is um, viewer supported, literally. Every star you guys give me, um, every super chat, every gift on TikTok literally goes directly to help me make more videos, make more content, be more creative, bring you guys these ancient concepts in more, um, more attainable ways where we kind of understand what they're about instead of like, you go sit at a church and you're going to hear one thing. You go sit in a temple, you'll hear another thing, but it's still all through the religiosity tradition. And who else is giving you guys the RPG, the video game character, the role-playing game of life and showing how Jesus fits into this? So this guy right here. So if you like that, please tip me, show me some love, or better yet, go join our community, our patron tribe. We've got a live call on Saturday and it's going to be incredible. In fact, you can ask anyone in the community. The live calls on Saturday is really where the work is happening. Uh, we're doing so much good in each other's lives on Saturdays. It's fantastic. So miraculous healing, divine intervention. Uh, Jesus was said to call upon uh, divine intervention, granting him the ability to protect himself and his party from harm or alter the course of events. Truth train for confirmation right there. Honeybee says, absolutely. Joe, what is up? Welcome, Benjamin. Thanks for being here. Um, Hello, Cub. Love the video content. My friend TruthQuest says, thank you so much, my friend. Um, so I believe we should be in, and I personally try to be in both camps. Truth Train is just rolling today. So thank you guys um, for dealing with that with me. I know it can get annoying. Um, but for me, I like the idea of becoming Jesus. Like try to be the Christ, right? Like when he talks about son of man this, son of man that, we're like, oh yeah, great. Oh, cool. That's us. That's the that's humanity. If you look up the word son of man, uh, the origin of that literally can be translated directly over to just humanity, just humanity. Um, and that's what, you know, nobody tells you. You got to look stuff up. You got to understand context clues. You got to get down to, you know, what does this actually mean? You can't just trust some guy at a pulpit or some guy on the internet. So don't just trust me. I want you to get in to the text with us. And I'm going to read one right now from the Transfiguration. Um, but but before I do that, um, super ADD today, guys, by the way, just off the charts. So my apologies. Personally, for me, I like to try to be the Christ. Um, and not just try, but like just flow into being the Christ and just loving people, being in that frequency of God. The other thing is like the, hey, let's invite Jesus into our life. Uh, Bob says, you're doing great, bro. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. It's been a, a, a very weird day today. So uh, somebody on the TikTok woo-woo said, this is going to be an amazing day and all kinds of good things are going to happen to you. I've been on the phone all day. Uh, I've been staring at the computer, trying to make decisions about how to edit my website better. Um, and I've pretty much just been in a fog today. So I don't know that it was the day where all the good things happened. Maybe the energy's shifting and that's why I'm in a fog. I do believe, you know, tomorrow's the first. And I've been saying for a long time now, literally for months, June is bringing some big, beautiful things for those of us that have been manifesting and believing on them. And really tapping into that energy, doing the shadow work right now, doing the deconstruction, going into our emotions, and really trying to contact the God source within us. Um, and so I believe I've got some big, big things coming in, big, beautiful, good, positive things coming in. And I hope the same thing 
for you. Um, I know a lot of people in our community have been doing that work together. That's what I love about our community. We're not alone out there doing it alone. We're doing it together, and I really, really appreciate that. So on the flip side, that was my super long ADD route to get to the point of what does it mean to invite Jesus into your life as your personal Lord and Savior as you hear? Um, and by the way, when you hear that at church, I honestly just ignore it, guys. Um, I love all my pastor friends, but they, church doesn't even understand what that means anymore. What is happening when you are inviting Jesus into your life is you are literally creating an avatar or a tulpa out of, it's a tulpa or a totem. It's a spiritual entity manifest through the creative spirit. And as you say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. You're literally inviting him as a master, as an ascended master into your life to be that sage that comes to you, manifest in the holy alm, the holy alm spirit, um, to tell you um, during hard times of your life, during beautiful big times of your life, the right path to take, to ask you the right questions, to perform the healings on you, whatever that is. We see that in so many different traditions, but nobody understands it, okay? I can't physically go out and touch Jesus anymore. He's been gone for a very long time. He literally went up, right? He was ascended. We see that at the end. He was risen from the dead. Then he goes up to the mountain. Then he's literally taken up into the clouds, given his glorified body. He becomes an ascended being, okay? He's literally in the next dimension. Honeybee says, smile, absolutely, absolutely. So I love talking about this stuff, and nobody's talking about this. So what does it mean when you're like, oh, Jesus, come into my life? I think, you know, I, for me, made fun of that in my head for a long time because I had said that a million times in my life and never felt any different. And I meant it a lot, many of the times. But I didn't understand what it was supposed to look like. I had no idea what it was supposed to look like. I thought, oh, you invite him in, and then you try to live a good life, and if you screw up, you got to feel really bad rather than like, oh, wait a minute. I literally just invited the power of the universe, the divine father and the divine mother incarnate in the child, the son of God, Jesus, the Christ manifesting a Christ in me and literally standing as my spiritual guide and friend that we don't think about that because we're not thinking with our third eye when we're sitting in church but we can think with our third eye now and realize that this can be real right here with us as our perfect friend and guide, the Gandalf character, the sage. It's in every single mythological story of the wizard that shows up to guide for a while and then says, I will not be with you for long, but I will send a friend and a helper while I am not here. Think about that. So um that's the my interpretation of it by the way so um nicholas says uh my brother is the come into my life type uh i'm the i want to be like jesus type not saying he is wrong um and i love that great good for you my friend that's where i think there's a lot of energy between you know jesus is this and then well jesus taught me this like you literally have two camps right now. I'm, I've been in the camp for a long time of like, well, Jesus taught me this and you're clearly not doing that. You clearly don't know what miracles are. You clearly don't know what it means to do energy work or understand plant medicines or actually um, call down the forces of heaven and do casting spells here on this earth like Jesus did. 
Um, he was literally the perfect avatar, like the high, like he had just attained that height um, of yogi, of master, of guru, whatever you want to call it. Um, and for me, he's the one that I follow. He's the one that I look to. Everything that I do is filtered through that. From I've got the Gnostic Bible sitting here. I have the regular Bible over here. I just read Yoga of Jesus by Yogananda. Um, it's really, really important, guys, that we have an open mind about this, in my humble opinion, by the way. So why does an open mind matter? Because Jesus is only going to manifest in you where you allow him to. He's not going to come in and push in and go, this is what I am. Just like the I am said in the Old Testament, I will be what they need them. I will be uh, what they need me to be. Jesus said over and over, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? He was literally giving you a clue the fact that way back when, when they were interacting with the Tetragrammaton and kind of this uh, lattice of creation, as uh, King Magon calls it, um, they're interacting with that and it becomes the tulpa. It becomes the manifested qualities of what they needed it to be. And Jesus is literally reminding us, who do you say I am? Am I a Lord and Savior? Am I a master? Am I a friend? Am I a wizard? Am I, what am I? Like he's literally saying, what, what do you say I am? Now, a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. And if you do, that's fine. I have no issue with you disagreeing with me, but I want you to really, really think about it. Cause I think the more you think about it, the more disturbing it will become for you and the more real it will become for you. And then you're going to go like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So this Jesus, Yeshua, this avatar of the supreme being, the divine father and the divine mother, the universal intelligence came manifest in flesh. And I have the ability to re-manifest him as a spirit guide right now. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That is what I practice. And by the way, that is something that I'm just now practicing. It's taken me a long time. Deconstruction is hard, guys. I've had people attack me left and right telling me I'm going to hell, telling me I'm taking other people to hell. That's very, very difficult. And I just want to be really honest with you. It takes time and you have to love yourself and forgive yourself and give you time to move through these emotions and get to a place of like, okay, Jesus can be whatever I need him to be. Uh, in the Christos consciousness, absolutely. It is very interesting that so many try to dismiss Jesus, Jewish, Islam, and others Jesus focus. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, there's only one mind, baby. Bob says, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about here. Um, you know, Jesus, many, many different names, Isa, Yeshua, Jesus. Uh, some people call him Christ. I call him Jesus, the Christ, right? Um, but who really was he? I think he's like the coolest character because nobody really knows. You can manifest him as you need him. You need a warrior guide. You've got a warrior guide. You need a wise old sage. You've got a wise old sage. Uh, you need a dark-skinned um, you know, sorcerer. You've got a dark-skinned sorcerer. You need um, a yoga master. You've got a yoga master. You need a ninja. You've got a ninja. Like Whatever you need on your journey, he's got you. And why does he got you? Because he's literally the culmination of the father and the mother together, the seed of that in the divine, ready to manifest into anything. Think about that. Jesus is the seed of the divine, ready to manifest into anything as we need it, if we do it in love and light. Now there's another archetype 
that uses the same God energy to manifest its evil will in the world, and that's the Yaldabaoth character. So Yaldabaoth is avatared in Enlil in the Anunnaki mythology. Christ is archetyped and manifest and avatared into Anki in the Anunnaki mythology. Then you have the Egyptian mythologies. Then you get into the biblical stories. Things get kind of skewed and messed up and twisted a little bit, but but it's still there, right? Like we can still see the patterns and the stories. Uh, he is the word in spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, like people forget that the word is the alm. The alm is the thing that literally vibrates to take the divine source energy and the wave energy and literally bind it together to create matter. That is literally the Christ energy, the word. Um, and it's in us, by the way. We also can use it. We can manifest with it. And this is a very esoteric, deep understanding of this. Um, and so, again, you, whatever you believe with him is great. But just adopt a bigger view, in, in my humble opinion. Think about it as like he is the spirit seed that can go through you with the alm and manifest whatever you need. Whatever you need him to be. Okay, I'm not talking about a car like, oh, there's, there's your red sports car. No, I'm talking about I need my Jesus to be this sage warrior that wields fire and water and literally perfectly balances everything in my life and is there to guide me at every impasse, every pathway, every bridge that's down, every dark forest I go through. He's right there to project energy and light into that situation. And this is important because we just talked about building our characters yesterday. Before that, I went through and I gave you all the rules to play by to win in the matrix. And now I'm telling you exactly how to manifest your master guide, your master avatar guide right next to you, right in your heart. Imagine him, get a real image of him. This is who I'm praying to from now on. Master Jesus, the source of all the sorcerer of all that's who's guiding me that's who's walking with me and there ain't nothing wrong with that y'all there ain't nothing wrong with that i'm going to tell you right now my kids in the car just listening uh one of them told the other to stop talking dude shona that's awesome that is awesome thank you for telling me that see that's why i try to do this as a family friendly channel the best i can we literally have, I have, uh, there's a 90-year-old woman that listens with her granddaughter to this every week. And I wish I could remember her name. I would shout her out. But I, I hear those stories all the time. We have one of the coolest communities on the internet, guys. So share it, share it, share it, share it. Um, you guys know I do the short videos, but it's not nearly as intimate as this. It's not, and this is not nearly as intimate as being in the tribe. So if you want to go deeper with us and everybody in here, Join that tribe. I promise you it's different than what other people are doing. You have an off social platform. We have weekly calls on Saturday. We just started a challenge this week where we're literally creating our archetypes. Like it's so cool, guys. It's so cool. Honeybee says, My son loves you. Thank you, Honeybee. Love to you and your family, my friend. Um, Salon says, We are all energy, even our physical body uh, related cell by cell energy. Exactly. Uh, when I was with Daniel Tyak, he said, 
Who is that with Cub Cooker? LOL. That's hilarious. Uh, hilarious, honeybee. Yeah, Daniel is fantastic as well. Y'all go check out his channel. Um, I don't know. That's my little network of guys, y'all. Like me and Daniel and Bob. I love those guys. Um, they have pieces of my heart kind of in different corners of the world. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, we've got a cool little family there. So, like, it's neat to have our creator, like our group of guys, our bros... Um, and then now we've got, you know, we have uh, this community as well. It's just so cool. So I really, I, I got to meet with them this week as well, which I'm really excited about. Some good things coming for our little group as well. So uh, Mowgli wanted me to read this. So uh, this ties directly into what I was reading with divine intervention, with him being able to call down powers from heaven, right? Um, and this is really important. So. Um, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what is rising from the dead mean. Um, and then in verse 7, it says, Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. So here's why this is important. Because uh, the disciples, so you got Peter, James, and John. They go up a mountain. What else happened on a mountain? The watchers, okay? And I've been telling you guys since I started this series, you have to flip it. The watchers are not the bad guys. The bad guys are the ones and the one trying to stop the watchers and destroy the earth and all the people and animals on it because he didn't like it. Then the whole sacrifice of Jesus is to satisfy a bloodthirsty God. He was literally in the Anunnaki. Anki is the half-brother of Enlil. Enlil is Yahweh in the Old Testament, or Yaldabaoth in the Gnostic mystic traditions. Um, and then Anki is Christ, the Jesus, or Thoth archetype. See how this all connects, guys? Like, you have to understand how it connects. Is it perfect? Is it like the exact No, it's not the exact same story. But there are too many connections written thousands of years apart for you to not go, wait a minute, this all came from somewhere. This all came from an original mythology. That original mythology came from something they saw and experienced, and then that was retold in another culture because they saw and experienced it in the first culture, and then it came, became real in that second culture, and it was manifest in that, and the prophecies came true, and there was an avatar, then you had Thoth, then boom, we've got uh, Jesus, we had all kinds, there's so many different ones. You had Buddha 500 years before Jesus. Like, why is it that this divine source is, is becoming fully realized in more and more people throughout history? Because it's supposed to. We're supposed to remember where we came from. The only way to remember is go through here because this is the portal and the gateway to the next dimension. It's not in a rocket ship. They've been selling you that for a long time. You don't have to strap in and blast off. You've got to strap in and blast off. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, 100% truth. In fact, Truth Quest says, thank you, my friend. Uh, Aisha, welcome. How are you doing? Uh, da, da, da. Malouche, welcome. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, Saruman, absolutely. Saruman, not necessarily the good guy, but, you know, this is like my Gandalf version. He does look a little more Saruman-y, though, but he's kind of a clay-looking figure, just whatever the AI spit out. I thought it was kind of cool, so... Um, so why is that important? Because they're literally seeing these other incarnations, these other prophets. Now remember, they, they knew that the prophets were reincarnated. 
They knew that. Like you, you question in you know reincarnation, and it's proven over and over and over and over in the Bible, because even there's the verse on like you know the man that was born blind. They were asking Jesus, well, who sinned, him or his parents? How can he sin? You know, he's born blind because they believed in reincarnation. They also said, well, you know, is John the Baptist Elijah? No, he's got to be. He's got to be. You know, guys, we've got to have a bigger worldview. Think about transmigration of the soul. Think about supreme being, shards of the divine, trapped in a matrix on earth with evil, bloodthirsty gods that used us as slaves. They used us as food. They used animals as food. We literally had to lay barbecues out for them. Why? Because they were highly evolved beings, okay? Doesn't mean they're good, doesn't mean they're ascended, but they're highly evolved. And you got Jesus from a whole nother dimension is incarnate on the earth, reminding us you're not from around here. You're actually shards of God. And you need to remember that because these things that are created out of the same dirt, they're here trying to control you because they've got a lot of technology and firepower. And you're going over and taking them meals while they're unaliving millions. You guys got to think about this. It, it doesn't make sense until you put it in the comic book lore. Until you put it in the spin where, wait, what if God is the bad guy and then you got to rethink who is God and then restamp God with supreme being and spirit not of this world outside of this reality not physical now he can manifest in anything he's literally manifesting me and you and we can wake up and ascend enough to become a Christ Jesus just fully woke up and was completely perfectly and beautifully yoked with God and knew that he was God and others knew that he was God. By the way, they were looking for a Messiah. They were looking for a savior. And of course they, they're going to latch onto him and then they're going to unalive him, right? Cause they didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. Animals by the millions being eaten alive and made for that purpose. Yep. I cannot respect a God that thinks nothing of the food chain. Absolutely, Nicholas. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge animal lover. Um, I do eat meat, but I eat a lot, a lot, a lot of vegetables. Um, working on weaning myself off the meat, honestly. But it's been a lifetime of eating, you know, red meat. And um, I got to do it. Got to do it in a wise manner. But I love animals. And I don't think they should have to be unalived so I can keep living. Because I think that there's better ways to do life. I really do. Am I telling you to be vegetarian? No. Am I saying I will be vegetarian? No. I just think that if you think this is heaven, if you think that this earth is a neutral zone and you don't think it's a place of being controlled by the gods, you need to look around you. Uh, bacon, yeah, I know bacon, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> exactly, given awareness. How can anyone understand that we are all God and then eat animals? How can you, how can you eat yourself, right? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And nobody questions it. And I don't even question it. I just do it because it's like, I know that's what I need, right? 
Honeybee says I'm a pescatarian, but trying to stop fish too. Hey, I think pescatarianism is a pretty rad way to go about it. I've got to get to a place where I can buy better fish because out here where we're at, the fish is months old by the time we get it here. So, Londi says it's warfare. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, college should offer it as a course of study. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, user 74, am I saying that the God of the Old Testament was bad? It depends on what verse. You got to remember the Old Testament is a mishmash, a gumbo of different mythologies and different cultural gods and trying to tie one timeline together. Now you do have the whole story of the Israelites that kind of runs through it, but sometimes it's talking about the Tetragrammaton, sometimes it's talking about the angel of Yahweh, and sometimes it's talking about Yahweh. By the way, I'm pretty sure those things were manifest in our physical reality by Moses. There's a great movie that shows that and it's basically his ego creating a tulpa, creating an excuse, and then it becomes a real god. It becomes a real driving force of power, and it's still around today. And maybe it was here already, and he just yoked with it. Um, and so a uh, big thing I get into here is, you know, metaphysics, not literal. I'm not against anyone's religion. I'm not saying your god is evil. I'm just saying we got to re- we got to deconstruct the text and rethink about it and think about it. if you're watching a movie for the first time you have no frame of reference and you're told that it's an entity that comes down in fire and smoke gives a law starts un- unaliving millions of people and animals and makes the decisions that it does and you're watching a movie from a neutral point of view you're not told if it's the good guy or the bad guy yet you're just watching a character unfold you would go oh yeah that's a bad guy like you, you would just you would infer that it's called inference and it's called context clues. So we need to stop and sever ourselves for just a minute from the religion and the churchianity to look at the mythology and go, what if, what if this is an archetypal story telling us the out of Egypt, the god of the flesh, the lower carnal desires, moving into the promised land. Which, by the way, the prophet of the lower flesh has to be unalived. Right here before you go up the mountain. Now you're on top of the mountain. Now you descend into the promised land. You can hear the voice of God. You can even speak the voice of God. Then you can see the heavens open up. Then you sit at the right hand of God. Like, it's literally the whole story of the Bible. It's all through your chakras. So. Da-da-da-da. Um, let's see. Vegetarian plus fish, but I also stay away from dairy, egg, and bread. Yeah, I I understand. Uh, I just love vegetables. It's nothing against anybody in the, you know, if you, if you have a farm or whatever and you sell cattle, I'm not against you at all. Like I, I, I support what you're doing, but for me, I want a garden. I want my own garden where I cook from all the time. And we have tried over and over and over to have a garden where we live, and it does not work very well. Ryan, thank you so much for the uh, stars. I appreciate you, my friend. Much love and good vibes, Cub and fam. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you, my brother. Uh, Yahweh is Enlil or Inki. Yahweh is Enlil and Marduk. So that Canaanite God, Yahweh is a Canaanite God. The big G God in the Canaanite pantheon is El. Okay, El. So Enlil and Enki technically would have a father that's above them. 
And you, you kind of see that in the text too. Um, but again, it all ties together. You got You have to stop and read. I tried to look it up and understand it. I had to literally read all the mythologies to understand it. Because nobody puts the data out there for you. I'm telling you, but you got to go read it. Marduk is Yahweh to what? Yeah, so Marduk is Yahweh because Marduk is the one that knocks the tower over. And in the Bible, Yahweh is the one that knocks the tower over. But in the Anunnaki mythology, Enlil is the one that sends the flood. And in the Bible, Yahweh is the one that sends the flood. So in the Bible, you have Yahweh playing both parts, if that makes sense. Um, because again, the er much earlier mythology. Anunnaki mythology, they've guessed, I think it's like 12,500 years old. Um, something like that. And then the Hebrew mythology is like around 7,000 years old or something like that. Um, and you ask a scholar, not me. Ask a non-biased scholar. Someone who's really looked into it. Go look up um, Billy Carson, Forbidden Knowledge, uh, Greg Braden, those type of guys. Who actually have, in a deconstructed, non-biased way, looked at all the data and understand the connections. So those guys will help you a lot too. Um, but for me, um, I just had to go read. I had to read the Enuma Elish and go, wow, this is oddly like Genesis, but in a really weird, like, sounds like I'm reading a movie rather than Genesis, you know? But then I read Genesis and go, oh yeah, this is literally like recycled from it. And I'm not saying they stole it or plagiarized it, but I'm just saying pass down, pass down, pass down, pass down. Then, well, this is our cultural God, so he had to be the one to do all these things because now he's still our cultural God. Does that make sense? Like, again, this is just all inference. I don't have data to like lay out and say this is this and that is that. But from inference and from a, an intelligence, I can go, this is the most probable thing that happened. And I can look at mythology A, mythology B, and mythology C. And when they all have common themes, more than themes, even character arcs, that follow through every single one of them, thousands of miles apart, thousands of years apart, something's up, something's up. That's why I no longer hold the Bible as like the, the word of God. To me, the word of God is the om. It is the, the sacred vibration, the voice, the very language of God. When you talk about raising your vibration, you're raising yourself to meet with God and you're also receiving. You have a masculine raising and a feminine receiving. So yeah, that makes sense. Thank you, Eli. I uh, appreciate that. So yeah, even your name, Eli L. I mean, that's that's the the most high God in the um, biblical uh, canon, you know. And L is mixed in there too. El Elyon, um, Melchizedek is a, is a priest uh, of El Elyon. And by the way, he wasn't a priest. He was a magos, a magician. Um, he was an esoteric practitioner of divine magic. And he was connecting directly to El Elyon. And uh, Jesus was then later called the high priest, the highest priest, as I'm talking about today, in the order of Melchizedek. So very, very interesting stuff. Again, you got to have an open mind um, and go, hey, wait a minute. This, this makes a whole lot of sense. So, Yeah, I think Melchizedek was Jesus. I think Krishna was Jesus. I think Melchizedek was Jesus. I think uh, Enki was Jesus, Thoth was Jesus. I think it's the same one. It's the same character. Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, which by the way means the Lord's song. 
Krishna says, whenever unrighteousness abounds, I will manifest myself or avatar myself in any age to make sure that the truth is shown. I'm paraphrasing, but go look it up in the Bhagavad Gita. I don't have it in front of me, but it's, it's amazing. It's like, oh, so the Supreme Being is saying, because I'm in spirit and I'm outside of this realm, I, all I have to do is tweak the vibration to be born in an egg and then spit out into the world. And now I'm manifest in the 3D reality. Now I have an avatar of myself to speak truth that I'm connected directly through. By the way, I'm an avatar. You're an avatar, if you want to be. Bertonio, what is up, brother? Hope you're doing well, man. Thanks for joining. Charlie, welcome. ZW, welcome. Cray Ray, what's up, man? Glad you're back here. Serpent in the Garden, Jesus, Lucifer too. Yep, Nicholas, you're, you're on the right track, brother. Uh, Serpent in the Garden, Jesus, uh, Lucifer, Jesus. Yes, all the archetypes connected. Okay, Shining One, Serpents, um, Truth Seeker just did drop the video where I collabed with him, but he had a really great section. He was talking and he cut that out. He's talking about the root words of what these shining ones were, how their skin was translucent, like burnished brass, like these beings from the stars. Um, so the shining ones, the serpent in the garden, that's why it was called a serpent, is actually an entity, okay? Not like just a serpent, but it also does represent the DNA. The extra strand, right? Going up the tree. Um, the ascended master. They were obsessed with this back then. Who is the true tribe? My God's better than yours. Literally, it was a war of the gods. Because the gods terraformed this place. The gods genetically modified and made us, okay? The only reason we exist is because of the supreme being. But the reason we were made is to serve the gods, feed energy and resources into them, then be unalived, reincarnated back on the planet, and continue to siphon energy from us. That's the big secret plan right there, by the way. Um, I don't mind telling you that because 99.99% .99 of you will go, it'll go in one ear and out the other. Those with eyes to see and ears to hear, you'll get it. So, but yeah, serpent in the garden and Lucifer is also Jesus, in my opinion. And it's not even just opinion anymore. It's the data is there. Go look at it. Jesus is like, hey, if you eat of that, you're going to know who you are. And you're going to be like that thing that you're calling God. But you're not going to be unalived. And they weren't. And people try to justify and say, well, they lived forever. And then they and then he shortened their life, blah, blah, blah. And then they had to die. That's guy that didn't that came later. Yes, he shortened their life. He edited their DNA again. Uh, he's in you know dealing with a bunch of monkey genes and pig genes and human gene or and divine genes. Really, they're trying to like lower the evolution where they basically just had a worker here, um, and then something happened where we remembered who we are. We remembered that we're divine. We remember that we are in the supreme being is the only thing that animates us. And the more stuff we get around us, the more we forget that. That's why when you go out into nature, you meet God, but you don't know it's God. You just feel a presence. And you go, I wonder who that was. Well, that's not the God that I was told about. Yeah, that was God. The universe. The universal intelligence. You cannot see it. You cannot touch it. You can feel it. You can manifest it. You can do magic with it. Ziasudra was Noah. Yeah, exa exactly. The Epic of Gilgamesh is a good read. Uh, so much has been lost to time. The data is there. Exactly, Maeve. 
Um, Epic of Gilgamesh, I haven't gotten into yet. I've read it, but I haven't shared a whole lot on here. Um, but we will be doing that hopefully this summer. So Zia Sudra, by the way, is in the Enuma Elish. Uh, Zia Sudra is the half-son of Enki. And Enki's the one. Jesus is the one that says, Hey, Zia Sudra, my son, get out of here. Because my insane brother, half-brother, is about to just wipe everyone out. And it's tragic. And I've tried to stop him. And I love you. And I want my line to continue. I want my family to continue. I want the other gods who made their families to continue. And then what happens? They're building a tower and everybody... And then you got that one. There's no other gods before me. Who else said that? Yaldabaoth said that. Anki got mad. When other gods were in charge because he was the lord of the command then you get marduk he's the one that actually knocks over and i can't remember marduk i think is the son of enlil somehow down the grapevine it's very confusing when you read them but i'm trying to get it all i'm also started reading zachariah sitchin so i'm trying to understand the bigger narrative everything i just shared is all what i've inferred from just reading the text now i'm going to get some commentary by some other scholars and hopefully share back some really good data from that. So, I hope that helps. Um, I'm going to have to wrap it there. I still have one, two, three, four, five, six different skills, quote unquote, to go through. Tomorrow, I'm going to start back with riddles of wisdom, uh, where Jesus was said to pose riddles or philosophical questions to challenge his opponents potentially distracting or confusing them during battle spiritual warfare this is is this good guys do you like it do you like it drop some hearts drop some stars drop some gifts drop some supers super chats super thanks whatever you guys you can do it after the fact too thank you guys thank you molly um, this is some good stuff. Like you're not going to get this in church. You're not going to get this in a classroom. You're not even going to get this from other content creators because everybody's too chicken shit to talk about Jesus for a whole episode. I'm just going to say it. You know, if they talk about Jesus, it's got to be in this like religiosity version, or it's got to be against everybody that believes in, that loves, that wants to manifest him as an avatar with them as a spirit guide, but also believes that he was a very high order magician. He literally broke into the Matrix and broke us out. He's the original Neo, right, from the Matrix movies. Thank you, Shona. I appreciate you, my friend. I just want to make sure you guys are picking this up. Um... I'm blown away by the data lately and just how we're putting these things together. I hope I'm bringing a really fresh perspective. I feel like I am. But again, the feedback, comments, even if you're watching this later, comment, share it. Like, show me this is doing, you know, lately on Facebook, these just sit there. Especially if you mention Jesus, it just sits there. You mention God, you mention the Bible, sits there. I go and talk about aliens and boom, blows up on the algorithm. But, um, but lately, you know... Cray Ray says, great content. Thank you, my friend. Um, so anyway, thank you guys. Teresa, thank you. I'm not like, you know, not asking for applause or anything, but I just want to make sure you're getting what I'm talking about. Missy says, yes. So I just want to make sure, because again, I think this is really good, really fresh, really fresh view 
of who Jesus was, is, and maybe is to come in your life today, tomorrow, the next day. And maybe we can adopt the energy of, I'm going to be a Christ, and I'm going to manifest the Christ as my spirit guide, as my actual master spirit, Gandalf, high warrior, monk of a guide. And for me, that's the invite Jesus into your life thing. That's done more for me in the past 48 hours, 72 hours, than all the prayers I prayed growing up, going down to the altar. And I've had some emotional reactions. I'm not saying I haven't. But I don't necessarily need to have an emotional reaction besides fully believing it and feeling it. And I'm going to talk about the techniques of how everything in this whole series ties together later this week maybe even next week depending on how long the series takes how do you use all this how do you actually practice it how do you meditate how do you actually funnel energy through your being to make all this real exactly carlos with the spirit of god spirit of god lives in us so Cray races. I saw The Chosen on Netflix, and this is what I felt watching it. Being a Christ. I get that. I felt that. Exactly. Exactly, man. Uh, I'm glad you get that. That's fantastic. Jacqueline, yes, you caught me live. We're almost done, but I'm glad you're here. Definitely go back and watch. This one is really good. Um, really sublime episode really sublime episode so angel appleseed thank you so much anyway i love you guys this is a cup cooker supernatural podcast like comment and subscribe hit me up at www.cubcooker.com there's the website right there on the screen if you're watching on facebook tiktok uh if you're not and you're on instagram or youtube i probably look goofy pointing to the air because they don't do green screen on backgrounds yet but hopefully they will soon and they'll catch up with everybody else so um, anyway, thank you guys. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and Instagram in my bio or in my profile. So I love you guys. Jesus is my ally. Absolutely, Troy. Absolutely, brother. Uh, Jesus is a spiritual gangster. That's what's up, Crystal City. Absolutely. Spirit of God lives in us. Very good, guys. I love you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all have a beautiful afternoon. Um, I hope you are all well. And again, I hope this episode just really woke something up in you and maybe some new possibilities as to who Jesus might become to you in your life beyond what a church tells you or what any tradition tells you um there's something about him where he just like is all these characters rolled into one and and all of these old mythologies rolled into one all of these old timelines rolled into one he conquered the gods that were conquering people he conquered the timeline and literally gave us rights back to be called sons and daughters of the supreme being of God. And I love that. Ryan says, thanks. TruthQuest says, Cub, everyone, love you all. Thank you so much. Peace. Bless you, Cub. Bless you, fam. Missy says, thank you. I love you all. Y'all have a beautiful afternoon. God bless you. Peace.